Hey, mama. When's the last time you saw girth? When's the last time you thought about it? It's Phil. Featuring Spencer. And Nil. Yay. Well, today we're here. Yep. Doing uh, number two. Podcast, Podcast number two. Yep. They always say the second is the best, so we hope we can uh, meet those expectations. We're trying to be like Shrek 2, or Spider-Man 2 with Toby, Toby Maguire. Oh, speaking of, that's actually a very nice segue into my Nietzsche quote of the day. This is a... Uh, this is from 1885. He's quoted as saying, Spider-Man 3 will be a good movie. And uh, that quote means a lot to me because when that movie first came out, I really enjoyed it a lot. You know, when Tobey Maguire did his little uh, dance down the street with like the finger guns pointing at like the ladies and stuff in his black jacket. That was sweet, but some people think that's kind of lame. But Nietzsche knew that that was going to be a cine- cinematic masterpiece and it's just good to hear that. All right, great. Well, that section's done. I'm glad we took it real seriously this week. Um, So last week we did this thing where we bumbled around and tried to find a guest, even though they were sitting next to us. This week we're going to jump right in. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself, guest? Hi, my name's Craig. I'm the DollarShaveClub.com delivery guy. They only got me in to try and get a little bit more promotion through my site, but uh, I don't know if it's going to be able to get out there. So if you're listening to this, congratulations, you somehow broke the cycle. Yep, so this is Matt. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Matt, how's your day been so far, Mark Three? It's better than I thought it was going to be, but overall, just like, well, I, I got to see you guys, but still terrible. Mm-hmm. I woke mm-hmm. up just in, in like, uh, they have like a cold sweats. This was just like hot sweats. Hot sweats are even worse. Yeah, you just, you just, you wake up in, in, an old, in like a pool of your own filth and bile. You just like well, I got to start this day where I really have nothing to do except for go. I want to actually take it back a little yeah. bit. So you say hot sweats, but then also there's bile involved. I just I want to know more. Where did the bile come from? For me, yo, um, I I'm on this uh, this pill regiment where I actually um, I don't know if you know this, but I'm actually lactose intolerant. I did know that. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you, yeah, you guys are up on it. But if you take one of those pills during the day at night, you just it's like it's like the law of equivalent exchange right there. If you put something in, something's got to come out later. Mm-hmm. So it's just all big bottles of bile just bouncing through my my system and yeah, just so vomiting like, right on my pillow. Like yeah. secreted out of your whole like all your pores or like is this like you can get some of the, you can get like a, a good mix of both. I see if I yeah, find like a, yeah. you don't you don't you hope not for too much pores like too much of the pores because that can kind of screw up your clothes and your sheets and everything. Usually right. you keep like a tin by the side of your bed to to have it all come out of, but uh. In the last night, it was a little bit of a mix of both, and that was unfortunate, so I woke up in a pretty big pool of bile. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, it was a hot night. That's, That's true. Yeah, yeah. Locked in, locked in. Like, windows locked, storm 80, blew in. Yeah. 84 degrees? My, my fan has a remote, but the so battery Celsius was dead. Celsius Fahrenheit? Do we know? Uh, probably if we're on a probably Cal- Celsius. Yeah, hopefully not a Kelvin scale. No, uh, if it's Kelvin, it's, that's real... Uh, I'd be, I'd be cold, actually. You'd be dead yeah. way yeah. before that. Maybe the bile would stay in me then, frozen. Well, if, if you were, like... like I'm, I don't really know how cryogenics work, but if you were just in a room that was 85 Kelvin, and then you got, uh, you know, warmed up, would you just still be fine? I, I th- I'm not sure, but I, I, the one of the things I have a question about that is, like, I feel like being cryogenically frozen, you'd feel a tremendous amount of pain... And just like that would be as the, it's happening, as it's happening, mm-hmm. and that would be the last feeling you feel. And so, right when you get unfrozen, you just be like, ah, <laughs> and you would be just like shitting your pants because the pain just, would be so tremendous. Because you tears. were you were dead for for like pretty much like for however long you're frozen. It could be years and years. You know. think you think after all that time, your body is still like feeling able, that pain, able to have the sensation of pain, it, it, let, right? When it's unfrozen, let's say, I feel let's like say, there would be a little bit of downtime before your nerves start working. Yeah, you're probably numb, right? You'd hope, but do you want to be the first to try to find out? And you want to be frozen for years, just feeling that amount of pain just constantly throughout well, that time? Just, isn't that gonna, isn't that going to be Walt Disney no matter what? Well, whenever they get the vault open, I'm I'm looking forward to getting some new like uh, Snow White movies out of yeah. there. But uh, if we can get something well, from him, I heard they they lost the key uh, to the vault, or like he had it on his person on accident. So when he locked the door, you know, behind him, like he still has the key in there. Nobody can get him out. Yeah. That's what I heard, at least. Maybe that's a good thing, you know. Mm. Some things are better left left down. Left locked in a room. Yeah. You gotta imagine, like, someday, like, maybe thousands of years from now, when, like, the dust of all of civilization has finally settled some, some like, 
big breeze will just knock him over, you know, knock over the, uh, like, tank that he's in. Right, yeah. And then he'll be the only one. Yeah, by then it'll, like, all the door will have, like, weathered away and, like, corroded and right. everything, so just a, a gentle breeze will finally destroy the racism that was left there, but, um... Back to some happier news. Yeah, yeah what's uh, up? Uh, what's uh, happy? What's happy? happy? I, I don't know, I've been going to the gym again, I feel like. What gym do you go to? Uh, the, the, the Planet Fitness over on, over on the other side of town. I find that it's a little bit less crowded than the one closer to campus because you don't have all these college kids mm-hmm. like myself. But uh, I don't know. Like as, Speaking to you, especially Spencer, like we were both people that were at one point a lot bigger than we are now. That's true. And we went through the process. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed, it was the kind of thing that I had to overcome, was like I had I had all this weight that I had lost. And like the, the only thing I really wanted to get from that weight was to be like noticed by women, by girls, to mm. like get more attention from that. And then, I, and then I found like once I got to a point where people would start noticing me, I just kind of like dropped off going to the to working out and everything. So I'm kind of like, like, I don't need to do that. Yeah, anymore. right. I, I already got, got it. Already, results well, I why better myself when I've already got like the bare minimum of the goal reached? <laughs> that's a good point. So yeah, that's something I'm trying to overcome. I've been going. I've been working out a lot more now, trying to keep that going because I don't want to just be like that bare minimum. Do so you find that be the strongest man in the world, or where does the uh, where does the goal? Uh, I think what everyone's goal? goal should be to be the strongest person in the world. Mm-hmm. And whether that means like taking out other people that are competing mm-hmm. for that strong people position. People that you will never be able to actually be stronger than. So yeah. You we'll, have to eliminate yeah, that. The whole point of like setting your goals high is that you need to get there. You need to do whatever you can to get there. So that means doing whatever some things. Whatever you can. Whatever you can. Can we define strength first of all? If we're going to be the strongest man in the world, what is strength? Um, largest right bicep. Any other muscle really doesn't matter. Right, but it's, like, it's only like like literally, if you can take a measuring tape around the right bicep, whoever has the biggest one is the strongest. Yeah, and that's that's been documented for for years. Yeah. And they have the, the. That's why I respect arm wrestlers. Yeah, the bar, any... the bar test is what they do. Mm-hmm. You show up at like any old random bar, and if if you can put your giant arm onto the the bar, and they, they see that yours is the biggest in the bar, everyone buys around just for you. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh that's common courtesy here in the states, and I think that came from like maybe uh back in the UK, even even Australia, all the like the. The Western world kind of yeah. follows that. Route. But I think that I think that the problem with that, I mean, that system is set up to let that person fail because if you have the biggest bicep and you walk into any bar and you get the entire bar to buy you a drink, you're not going to stay the, the strongest person. You're going to be pretty drunk for a large. That's portion because of your life. everybody else wants to be the strongest person. Mm-hmm. That's they why want, they they're they're, get, they're like they're, they're offering this gift, which is a dagger in disguise, mm-hmm. in order to mm-hmm. get the person off of their focus, so that they'll fall down from being the strongest person. It's all about playing your cards right and being able to recognize when the best spot to strike is. Absolutely fair. Now here's here's something I've been thinking about because you know they always say. Never skip leg day, right? Yeah. I say skip leg day. Skip left arm day. Focus all of your all efforts right. only on your right arm because there's, if you have muscle in your legs, you're just squandering muscle that could be in your bicep. And I feel like if you focused solely on your right bicep, which no one has done so far. Well, yeah. I'd like to point out, have you seen that day. movie? Wait, you say no one has done that, but there's this movie, I can't remember what it's called, where there's the, the mermaid inside the pool. Oh, um, was it a Disney movie? Little Mermaid. No, oh. it was the oh. guy from uh, from Big Fat Liar was in it. I think uh, as, a, as what, like Malcolm the, in the middle, the thirteenth year. <laughs> no, but there was one guy. There was one H-O-O. guy who only like worked out half his body. Well, still, that's ah. his legs too. I don't know. I can't remember that well. I would actually like. I want to call it Aquamarine, but it's definitely not Aquamarine. Mm, that is a movie for sure. We need a citation needed. Uh, someone, one of our viewers, please mail us in what movie this is. Thank you. I think I think they're called listeners. Listeners, consumers, sheep, yeah. sheeple, yeah, whoever you are, the sheep out there listening, please let us know what movie I'm describing in the comments. <laughs> Back to that strongest thing. You think about like a. Uh, the people that you could consider to be in the, the pool of people vying for that strongest thing. I think people who are um, who have like uh, lost the use of their legs. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like like they, they they play like that uh, the wheelchair basketball. You see those mm-hmm. people; they have like huge arms. That's true. I mean, yeah. that's a straight out of Spike Kids three three D. He uh, picked his grandpa because he had been in a wheelchair the whole time, so that means that his muscles had been reallocated to like the top right. half. Arguably, yeah. the best film of the decade. <laughs> Which decade? Uh, the 2000s, the right, like the yeah. 2000 to Arguably, 2010, that was that decade. Objectively and empirically, the best movie is um, Spider-Man 3. Oh, well, agree to disagree. 
to our so, next topic. Yeah, our next topic. So one of the four pillars of spill. Should we recite the four pillars? We yeah, I'm, I'm new. Time. You guys should recite yeah, them. The four yeah. pillars, of, of course. Number one, conspiracy theories. Yes. Number two, Nietzsche. Nope, number three is Nietzsche. Ah, of course. Number two is spills. Yep. Number three, as previously stated, Nietzsche. Yep. Number four, our listeners, you guys our out viewer, there. Our viewers. <laughs> oxygen? Oxygen. Yep, oxygen. I'm pretty sure it's oxygen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so now we got to talk about conspiracy theories. So, Ooh, love them. Heard any good ones recently, Matt? Or uh, we got some on, on the reserves. A, a small, small. I wouldn't say a small one. I, I think this one could be could be getting bigger as we speak. But um, I've been I've been using my phone a lot lately, as I am not employed currently, and I have mm-hmm. uh, not much else to do with my time. And I've been using this this the Snapchat app that the kids have all been using. Yeah. Okay. And that thing is it gets it, it uses all my like uh, bandwidth. It gets updated updated every god darn day. I don't know if I can swear. Yeah, you oh, you can swear. Don't okay. take the Lord's name in vain. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at darn. But um, it's updating all the time, and you get all these new features they're putting on it. It's so rapid. I. I, there's got to be something behind there, and I've got a theory as to what it is. And so, right. without further ado, I'll probably jump into that. But um, yeah, so please present it. So you have all all these people keep using all these uh, video tagged. The, the biggest feature you can use now is that you can uh, you can record a video and actually uh, track the motion with a sticker that they have on there. So you can oh. you can you can like put it on an object, and if you move your phone left and right, the sticker will stay on that object. Oh, and I, nice. Yeah, I think how do they do that? That's I think it goes back to like this this whole boom of like this uh, virtual or augmented reality big uh, the boom that's happening right now it's the bubble that I think is gonna pop it not too long. Yeah. But um, I I I really think if this is just part of the pharmaceutical companies <laughs> trying to get another way to get us to hurt ourselves. Yeah. So that we have to buy really? their medicine. You have, you have all these people doing all these videos and they're they're getting these these motion sickness right. And they got to, they're gonna to have to take all these like dramamine type pills because they're getting too motion sick, and it, it's just another way for them to, to spike the up the market for all these people to buy pills and to make a whole bunch of profit. I I for one I don't really like that, but I I'm not gonna be the only one not using my Snapchat app. That's true. You don't want it's, it's like you have a, you can juggle these two elements, right? You got like popularity uh, versus you know pain. And, and having spent money on, on medicine, but like I'm obviously not gonna sacrifice popularity right. to reduce my own personal comfort. You know, like yeah. I, what existence is really an existence if you're not being noticed by someone else? Mm-hmm. It's exactly what you're talking about with working out. Yeah, it's like if a tree falls in the forest, doesn't make sense. You don't really hear it. Doesn't really. I, I'm not completely sure that the stuff in this world is even rendered when I'm not looking at it. Right. I can't prove that there's anything behind me, right now. Yeah. For instance. I mean, we're looking the same way, so there's probably nothing behind But that's why I get my Snapchat. I don't know if you know this, but you can look in the TV reflection and see behind you. That doesn't prove a thing, though. It's just a reflection in that TV, but it's still right there in front of me. As as probably one of the best thinkers of our generation has said, Mr. Mr. Smith, he said, "If, if, if mirrors are real, how are our eyes real? Or if mirrors aren't real, how are our eyes real? That's right. That was, yeah. I don't want to misquote Mr. Smith. I'm a big fan of his, but um, that just grabs into it. Like, what what do we think is like what we think is real? We have no idea. We can't prove it. How do we what know is, that what is real? How do we know this all isn't a big simulation right now? How do you know real is even the word for for what describes what you think is that word? You know, right? Like we just chose the wrong word, and nothing's real. Wrong word. Because different different languages, even. Yeah. You, know, you don't. You're not really sure. Words fall short, really. Yeah, it, it's definitely connections that should be should be stronger than words and stronger than what you could. could I want to go back to my Snapchat um, conspiracy theory. Okay. It's a Snapchat Ghostbusters Luigi's Mansion hybrid um, conspiracy theory. Okay. I think because, I think you've mentioned this before, but yeah, yeah go ahead. I think I've read about this. Um, you always wonder why the uh, the app for Snapchat has a little spooky ghost, right, in a mm. yellow background. Think of yeah. why. What do what do ghosts have to do with selfies and face swaps and augmented reality, right? Mm-hmm. Right, so with the Snapchat app, you, you take a picture of, of space, and the picture, you send it to your friends, you send it to your story, and you think that's that's where it ends, right? Nobody else sees this, but it actually goes all the way to Ghostbusters HQ, which is real, absolutely. And they look at, they examine this generally empty space, but they can see when there are ghosts in the frame. Because, mm. you know, 
we can't. We don't have right. the technology. So, yeah. We don't have upgraded eyes that you would need to see ghosts. It's just it's making a surveillance system out of all of these these angsty millennials. Right, and then they get a, then they get a guy who's in like a green kind of plumber costume to come and suck off the ghosts with the vacuum. Yeah, they, you know, and that kind of if you ever seen one of those like if you ever seen him running around, it's actually like there's a lot of different kind of copies. I don't think they're all Luigi technically, but like pretty much the same mm-hmm. kind of. Like Luigi's from different kind of universes. Yeah, mm. look similar, but not really. This they've had different sets of experiences. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like even for people that are twins, it's like you could you can be the same genetically, but you're not going to end up the same person because um, you've got you've had to get different ghosts sucked off you. Okay, right. well, I, I'd like to point out that have you ever seen the movie um, The Prestige? Yes, great, great film. Okay, well, not here's... as good as the Spy Kids 3D, but I'll, I'll give it that it was a yeah, decent Prestige, movie. great movie, but not as good as. How much I like pepperoni pizza. Okay. Well, um, I mean, in that movie, if you look at those twins, they were the same. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, the, the Tesla clones? Yeah. Well, no, not the clones. No, not the... This was... The, 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 the grand... I don't know. I'll spoil the movie, but... Well, the, I think we're... I mean, it's like years yeah, yeah. old at this but point. But the, the, the grand... The, the act was that they, they could they could use to do this, this faux teleporting act by having two exact same... Uh, twins. Yeah, right? yeah. Weren't they clones for sure? No, no. That was the they other guy. The... Oh, no, that was the other I guy. See. Yeah. You're the right. other people did it by. Oh, they literally killed the clone every night. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what that was. But yeah, for, so for what you're saying for this one, I I still think they were, because the it was more of just an act in my opinion mm-hmm. that they were putting up this like the, a character that they both shared mm-hmm. in order to have it. So, but, you know, you you go after that whole whole ordeal of those shows every night. They're probably. They're probably talking about different stuff. They're probably eating different, different even size slices of the pizza because you can't really like make a two twins of a pizza. It's like a snowflake. Every one's going to be a little bit different, and just how people are going to be a little bit different. And hmm. pizzas too. Yeah, everything's a little bit different. Well, that's a fair point. I guess it, even in the movie, one of them liked the wife and one of them didn't. So yeah, yeah, that's right. It's a small little, small little differences. She had it coming. <laughs> she. What happened to her? She drowned. Yeah. I think. I, citation needed on that. Yes. Yeah. Viewers. <laughs> Please. Listeners. Citation needed. Tweet. Anytime we say citation needed, you, you tweet, you tweet at us. us. And, and you help us put the pieces back together. Yeah. Thank you. My In whole advance. world is a puzzle needed to be solved, like Memento. Wait, no. Is it Memento the one where he tattoos himself because he keeps forgetting? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yep, like Memento. Mm-hmm. Lots of good. <laughs> you get a lot of old movie references. Right. I but the, some of those are the the best, and you, you, you even connect to the the viewers slash listeners out there because they're thinking about how great those movies were, and we're making a connections. Connections are stronger than words. We're keeping the circle going. Yeah, if we could go back to my Snapchat theory, really oh, quick. Yes. I just had another revelation in terms of. So you know how, how nowadays you take a picture sometimes, and you can like geotag it. It'll be like. Uh, you know, Flint, Michigan, or yeah. like Gross Point Park, Michigan, or like yeah. you know, Baghdad, or like wherever you are in the world. <laughs> Just the three most used places for. And then you, so you geotag that, and then you send it away. So that just makes the Ghostbusters, you know, it makes it easier for them to send their Luigi's out to, right. to that location. So that because like you're thinking like why would any why would anyone need to know where I am? In the so world? what you're saying is that Snapchat. Is a ghost busting? No, is is its entire purpose was to hunt and find ghosts. Correct. In the world, and we have been misusing it by taking selfies and stuff. Well, I guess we're not misusing it because it's so fulfilling its purpose. But like, they, usually they, you're supposed to go to some place that you think would be haunted. You know, take little pictures, and right. videos. But we just started using it for selfies and stuff. So we are pawns in a much bigger. Absolutely, conspiracy. one of the biggest you know uh, enterprises in the whole world. But we're being used for good. Well, are the what, ghosts bad? Are they, or good? Yeah. Are and you, how do you define you have, good and bad? You have something how do you against ghosts. Morality, you know. Um, I actually have everything against ghosts. Oh. Actually, I got a I got a bone to pick with one Mr. Daniel Phantom personally, but other than that, I think ghosts are alright. Yeah. When we talked about Daniel Phantom in the last podcast, that already got cut. So <laughs> maybe it'll just be a running thing that I cut all the times we talk about Danny Phantom in the podcast. It's it cut every time. <laughs> Danny Phantom fuck my dad. Uh, maybe that'll stay in. Who knows? <laughs> Tweet it! Hey, welcome back to <laughs> And we're back. Oh, goodness. Uh, All right. Well, that's the conspiracy for the episode. 
Um, but yeah, one last thing, uh, uh, listeners, make sure you send your selfies to uh, Spill's Snapchat. Nope, we don't okay. have Snapchat. Never mind, actually. If you got Snapchats, send them away. Maybe you'll, you, you know. Should we make a Snapchat? Bust, bust some ghosts. Why don't you just tweet us your... your tweet us your selfies. Yeah, take we'll a selfie. send it to Snapchat. Take a selfie on Snapchat, save it, and then tweet it at us. Yes. Okay. At Perfect. SpillPod. Yeah. So everybody wins. And make sure you, you caption the snap so we can verify that it is from... Snapchat, you know, make the words appear in the, the little gray rectangle. Yeah. Because yeah. the only way I can verify. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, I could use the, the bigger bolded ones. That one works too. Yeah. yeah. There's got to be text on it. You could make your dog face. That dog face is really sure. popular right sure. now. Dog face, space swap. Doesn't matter. The The camera will still capture the ghosts that are yeah. behind. Another thing about that ghost, that's, that's I think that's some of the times when you're trying to face swap with someone in the room and just grabs a random object. Mm-hmm. That's the that's ghost. That's the ghost. Ghastly interference. Yeah. yeah, it's actually the ghost's face right there. Yeah, yep. it was just like, oh, they got me, but I guess they don't realize. Yeah, this cool. this conspiracy goes way deeper once once you get involved with like ghost face killer. But I, I feel like we're not even gonna take it that far. We're just yeah. gonna let the let the listeners ponder. That's right. fair. I, yeah, and even the, the the biggest Ghostbuster was Action Bronson, but they're mm-hmm. he's in that big dispute with Ghostface right now. So um, yeah, we'll see how that turns out. Cool. Stay tuned. So Matt. Uh, you say that you're not working right now. Mm-hmm. You're just on your phone all day. Yep. What, what are your plans for the summer? I am actually going to Spain in three weeks Ooh. from today. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going there for a study abroad to do a little bit of ghost busting. But uh, mm-hmm. that's odd. I didn't. I shouldn't. Maybe not have said that. But uh, this probably won't get out for a couple of weeks by the time I'm already there. So who can really stop yeah, so me the, by the that the ghost won't be able to anticipate your arrival yeah yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm excited I'm gonna go uh, see the sights uh, try some different food travel down the, the Mediterranean on that that uh, west coast or the east coast of Spain so um, I'm nice. pumped for that yeah That's, so when did Spain start uh, it, it, funny enough uh, a lot later than you think really yeah so uh, Spain was actually the, the the area that is Spain was actually completely underwater until 1936. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. It was that's actually the, it formed right after yeah. right during World War Two. It, it was it was actually the great was, the great fascist leader Francisco Franco who stood <laughs> above the the land that is Spain and raised it from the the waters that were covering it. With and, what? His, just. Oh, there's the, the talisman. Or just like, talisman. Yeah, this was all. Yeah, so there was the, the, the whole like the fairy tales that were like the, the old uh, the Queen Isabella and all traveling and all like uh, um, traveling across to you know explore the new world. There was all that that fake. It was, it, was a, it was a conspiracy in itself for all this land that was like, they say it was claimed by Spain, but Spain didn't exist until 1936. That's right. So it, was it all, did, it was just underwater. But yeah, it was these shadow governments that were holding all that land until that time. But mm-hmm. the great Francisco Franco, I, I, I'm, they, there's uh, there's accounts of this all over the the, the, the dark web, but uh, he, he raised the he grazed that land right up out of that water and all the, the people flooded in and it turned out to be a pretty great time until um, his untimely death in uh, 1978. Yeah. Wow. So Spain came came up, and then uh, I don't know. What's like some classic Spanish cuisine that we'll we'll eat here? Um, if you like the frozen corn dogs. Frozen corn dogs. Yeah. yeah. So that's so 1936. That actually coincides with the birth very of the frozen. Yeah, that makes sense because corn dogs were invented, I think, 38 or at least right, right, right around America. It. So it was yeah. used. It was used in the war times. Right. Yeah. That was actually the only only mm-hmm. way that we were able to win. Because mm-hmm. uh, there was a, uh, you know, short uh, it's scarcity like, of ammunition, and eventually we just had to load the guns with corn dogs. Yeah. But yeah. with the stick end, you know, facing right. outwards. And that was that was another good way that they were able to like uh, send supplies from ship to ship. They'd have the submarines actually pack them full of these frozen corn dogs. So by the time they actually got to the other ship, they'd be thawed out. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating yeah. stuff. And it's one of those things. Also, you know, you know, Popeye and spinach. Yeah. Yeah. Co- frozen corn dogs are like that to Marines. Um, so but only the Marines. Only the, the Marines. Only branch of military that uh, has <laughs> yes. this effect. Every, yeah. you know, all the all the branches of the military have different foods that give them superpowers. For the Marines, corn dogs. Yeah, um, frozen corn dogs. Frozen corn dogs. For the army, uh, I think it's like sand. So Just usually they don't want to eat that. It's like yeah. a, you know last ditch effort. They're like, okay, we gotta win. I'm gonna eat a handful of sand really quick. But well, that's good because they do a lot of fighting in deserts exactly. around beaches. Exactly. So when in doubt, they just throw some sand in their mouth. Yeah, and literally just become ten feet tall. Yeah. So I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. 
and the, I was like uh, my my grandparents were actually they were in, in World War Two, and they they've told me lots of stories about that just being like because one of them was stationed on a boat, and so you could see all these people just getting really large mm-hmm. on the beach, just mm-hmm. towering up and just punching through those pillboxes and murdering all those uh, Germans. So yeah, yeah, those German deserts. Yeah, really. Well, yeah, all their their invasion of North Africa it was, uh, it was a big deal. It's huge. Thank God it was on sand. Yeah. Because we really have that. Don't have that home field advantage unless we're, uh, we're fighting, fighting on, on sand. sand. Yeah. That's why I picked such a such a we not love sandy place. Sandy climates. Yeah. yeah. I I argue uh, most American wars have uh, always been not on home ground, and then tell the home ground home tell it was our home after we got it. You're that's, right. Yeah. That's fair. Has there been an American that's war? Because we have those anti-air um, turrets like all around the coasts. Yeah. Do we? No. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was like really confused for a second. I was like, "Whoa!" They, they do in Milwaukee. I've seen one. They had like the the, they had the anti-missile turrets that they put up for the the heat of the Cold War. They yeah. put all these uh, giant ones around big cities, so the one in Milwaukee could cover that part of Wisconsin and Chicago in case the ICBM came over from right. the north from uh, Russia over the Arctic. They could shoot that boy down. Okay, for the layman, what does ICBM stand for? Uh, Intercontinental ballistic missile. Yep. I was really hoping that was going to be cleverer. Good no, work, though. Real, Just saying the real thing. We <laughs> <laughs> gave it our all there. The, the ICBM, the, the insane clown uh, Beastmasters, I believe. <laughs> Another example of me trying to show off my actual amount. <laughs> well, right. um... I actually have a, a real question. So if there was, like, a, a nuclear missile that was in the air and we were to shoot it down... With, with like a smaller missile, mm-hmm. and just like, and then so the nuke would just like explode yeah. in space, but there would still be like fallout that we would have to deal with, probably. I think uh, well, what happens to the residue. Just so like as long as down, so right? inside so, every ICBM, there's an, actually a trained monkey that's solving a Rubik's cube, and the only way that it detonates is when he finally completes the Rubik's cube and flips yes. it over. So right. if you can kill the monkey before he completes the cube, then he actually <laughs> there's no explosion. There's no explosion because it actually doesn't get triggered from that. It's just, it's just a dud then. It's yeah, it just it lands and you can you, you can literally like, like live in it. You can make a house out of it. Yeah. And there's no chance that it could explode unless you yeah. put a salt that's that whole um, cube on those the uh, micro home movement that's popping up nowadays. Is people are they're finding all these shells of the ICBMs that landed over in like California and everything, and they're just they're hopping into those, and it's a big way <laughs> to save money on housing. Yeah, first thing first, pull out the dead corpse of a monkey. Yes. Yeah. Second things first, make a house a home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about micro homes? I, I think it works in, in practice. I, for one, am too large that I would actually need some type of... Uh, I'd have to like sit in some type of like shrinking solution to actually be able to sit to get into one of those. But um, Like Alice in Wonderland style? Yeah, exactly. I mean, micro homes, a little small for me. Milla homes, I think I could do it, but I'm all about the scent of homes, really. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. The, the uh, Millie Vanilli actually had a great line about micro homes. Well, yeah. Millie homes. Millie homes, yeah. Right. Yeah. He was dissing micro homes. Right. Yep. Yeah. He said, "I'm Millie Vanilli. Fuck micro homes. I only go for homes that are Millie." I yeah. think. And yep. D- and don't get it silly. Yes. Yeah. Citation like, needed on that. Citation that needed, the, viewers. Viewers, uh, listeners at home, please uh, send the mail in with any uh, any um, confirmation or Millie Vanilli's yeah. micro home diss. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. We're we're looking forward to hearing from you guys. Yeah. So, Matt, we've got a lot of questions we from do, our viewers. We do. Yeah. Uh, Listeners, as some would call it. Um, almost all exclusively from one person. Okay, but let's go in chronological order. Okay. Uh, the first question that we got, I believe, was from a at Shaft Davidson. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Let's okay. See, let's see. At Shaft Davidson asks. Just one moment, please. A family can just be ten jumbo-sized, spicy, big dads and no kids. There's no question mark here. I don't really know how to go about answering this, but I guess let's let's just say, is that a true statement? Can a family just be ten jumbo-sized, spicy, big dads and no kids? I think any group of people, as long as they love each other for whatever spice the other one has, can be a family. But uh, that's just me. You're gonna. I think that varies the definition from state to state, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of legal mm-hmm. battles over that right now. But uh, uh, you know, I w- I hope you know all the spicy those spicy dads can use the same restroom, and I hope they can share them with whoever else they bring into their family. But uh, that's all I. Yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah, on that. I guess Chef Davidson, well, your question is, what makes a family a family? And our answer is a family. Is whatever you want it to be. 
Yeah, whatever amount of dads you can pile together into a house and call a family. That's fair. Um, all right, so our next question is from Yan Machine. At Yan Machine. What is Yan Machine? Yan Machine. At Yan Machine. Sorry, I would never have gotten that right. Uh, at SpillPod, who is Mill Meek? Nope. Nope, Meek Mill. Who is Meek Mill? Mill uh, Meek is someone that we won't discuss here. Yeah, but Meek Mill we can discuss mm-hmm. in it. quickly, briefly. Uh, he's a rapper. Next. All right, uh, another one from Yan Machine. Uh, where do Birds of Paradise live? Paradise. Next one. Uh, why does my girlfriend hate me? Matt, you got an answer for him? Yeah. Uh, generally, it's it's a lack of communication. Also, if you're um, if you're have the, the history I've had with the the problems with my lactose intolerance pills, uh, hate can definitely stem from pools of bile. I have lots of experience with that, and I, I hope it doesn't. I hope that's not affecting you. But uh, if it is, uh, you got somebody that cares about you here on this podcast. So um, I, I recommend just sleeping in separate beds, yeah, so that the bios don't you know intermingle. Because I know you know everybody's got their own bio problems. And right, it becomes and, uh, a big problem when they mix. Can I ask a question? Does bile is like bio bile corrosive? Like, does it slowly burn your your mate in bed if you sleep too close? It can cause lots of skin irritation, and that's a part of the break up a relationship pretty easily. Um, if you if you if you were unfortunate enough to lay in it for more than a couple of hours, then you're probably gonna <laughs> you're probably not gonna wake up that next day. Oh, all right. Next one from Ian Machine. Um, have you seen Deadpool? And did you think it was dumb? Both of you. Have you seen Deadpool? I've seen Deadpool. I saw half of it in uh, Korean. What? Yeah. I saw the first half of it. It was in um, like the. The actual conversations were in Russian, but like all the the um, captions were in Russian. So um, I I felt I was losing a little bit of the immersion in that stance because mm-hmm. um, I only speak the the Russian dialect that's found over by Siberia. I'm not more of the, the Western Russian, so I was mm-hmm. losing a little bit of that. But um, I think the the visuals were okay, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think it was dumb. That's the question. Oh. Have we seen it? Did we think it was dumb? I like the part with the sword. Yep. That was a good part. I like the part with the 12 bullets. Yeah. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was good. I like the part with the, um, alluding to having sex with an older woman. Yeah. Nice. That was a good part. Yep. Uh, next question. Uh, who is the greatest thief in the multiverse? Any, any guesses? Spencer, I'll let you take this one. Okay, I know the answer. Okay, well then, Matt, give it a guess. Um, hmm... I there there's a there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of debate about this actually because of like how, in what universe this thief could have been actually killed in and quickly what, quickly quickly um, uh, something Jan I Jan no. Jan Terry Jan Terry that's yeah that's sorry. wrong oh. it's Dak Faden that's it's, Dak Faden of course oh. it's a Magic the Gathering reference shout out to Dak Faden oh. yeah he's good he's coming back in the newest expansion uh, they don't call them expansions maybe they next do. question all right uh, explain a cork all right so a cork is something that you put on top of your wine bottles. Uh, it's slightly porous as so that uh, gas can diffuse um, out of the wine bottle, but yeah, the liquid, liquid st- yeah. remains mm. inside, and so it doesn't get, uh, uh, I don't know, so you can like have a little uh, kind of biodome growing inside your own wine bottle because right. you get the free flow of air, but all the liquid remains inside. Arguably the coolest trees are cork trees. Yes. Uh, the next question, explain a cork. Quark. Isn't that what I just answered? No, you cork is oh. what you answered. Uh, okay, I'll take this one. Sure. Um, so a quark is actually um, a different breakdown of a subatomic particle, uh-huh. and this is it's one of the things that uh, um, is a uh, well, you could, I would even call it a building block of the building block of matter. Mm-hmm. There's six of them. There's I know that much. There's six of them. There's a uh, um, up down, left right. Nope. No back and forth. Nope. Up down, strange charm. And then top and bottom. Correct. Uh, right. All six of those make up all of the atoms, like protons, neutrons, electrons. No, not electrons. No, electrons are their own things. Something's got to make electrons. We just don't know what it is quite yet. But there's, it goes smaller forever. If you guys have any insight on electrons, just be sure to send in your Citation needed. Electron mail, please. Electron mail, please. Uh, next question from Yan Machine. How many tattoos do you have and why? None. I have zero. Yeah, I got none because I haven't gotten any yet. Yeah, Somehow. I only have internal tattoos. Oh. Next question. Don't even want to know All right. about that. <laughs> Who is going to win the Trump election, which is the race to self-destruction? Trump versus himself. 
Who wins? I'm no gonna, one. I'm gonna, yeah. I was, I was, I was gonna pull for the outsider, but no one's gonna win that one. I'm gonna say Bernie Sanders. He's gonna not, go for it. He's not one of the listed options, but yeah, third party. Right in. Um, you've got anything right in. in. Bernie Sanders beats Trump. Or Dak Faden, maybe. Last question for this week's podcast uh, from Yan Machine: Are man buns still stylish? If you know what I mean. We were discussing this yesterday. One of our roommates was thinking about getting a man bun, not for the man bun style, but just for the practicality of not having to do his hair. The answer is no, I don't think so. Yeah, I think that wave kind of trickled out. Man buns, no longer cool, if you know what I mean. You heard, you heard it here, probably not first, but Spill guarantee. reaffirmed here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that brings us to, I think, our... Our next segment, so Matt here is a, a, a wonderful improver. We try to base our games around what our guests We should tell Matt what, we're, what, what the normal, normalness of spill is. When we bring guests on, we, we create games for them, okay. individualized to them. Yes. Oh, nice. So it's uh, special just for me. Yep. yep. So we are going to play an improv classic. This is called The Dating Game. Ooh. Yep. So Matt, actually, I think you could probably explain this game. Yeah, so uh, the, the dating game for, for the, the layman out there. I don't mean to degrade anybody, any of the listeners, because you guys are all great for tuning into this podcast. But uh, the dating game is, is, is essentially a, a guessing game of the improv variety where someone will leave the room to not hear the actual the prompts that are given to the contestants of the dating game. They're the... Um, They'll be get the actual people that will be given like a, a personality, or they'll be given like a, a character from history to represent, and it'll be the duty of the 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 person who left the room to come back in and be the uh, the guesser. They'll they'll ask the questions to the contestants, and they'll and that person will have to guess who the the characters are at the end, and then choose which one they want to go home with, which is the customary wrapping up and finishing of any dating game you might see on your local public access television channel. Okay, so so here's the twist for us. You're going to be Susie. You're going to be the guesser. Okay. But you're also going to be one of the contestants. That's going to be bachelor number one. Yeah. Ah. And you're going to be yourself. Yes. Just me. So yep. you ask the question and then you will answer the question yep. as yourself. Yep. And then Neil so and I... know that that's... That, but then you, the, the goal here is to decide... Who you want to take home? Oh, so I have to. So I have to decide between myself and, and then the, the two the predetermined two uh, traits that Spencer and I have already. Yeah. Oh, given so, you, so, you, so we're just jumping right into yeah. it. Yeah, nice. we're actually. What we're gonna do actually, we've already decided who we're gonna be. Right now, we're gonna edit in me telling the listeners who we are. Okay, I'm not listening because it's I'm not in the edit room. Yes, we'll okay. take care of this when you leave. Yeah, Neil and I are Matt Chomich. Yeah. So Spencer's Matt Shomish. I'm also Matt Shomish. Our guest is Matt Shomish, who is playing Susie, who is also guessing Bachelor Number One, and Bachelor Number One is also played by Matt Shomish, who is Matt Shomish. Thank you so much. So we'll see how this goes. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna kick it off. Susie, as played by our lovely guest Matt, Matt. can go ahead and ask his first question. All right, lovely contestants. It is me. It is Susie. I'm ready to play the dating game. Uh, my first question is: What is your favorite pizza topping? And, oh, contestant number one, your hands up over there. Uh, yeah, hi, uh, Matt. I was just, uh, I would say definitely my, my favorite pizza topping is uh, um, the, the lactate uh, vanilla flavored chew pill. It's, uh, it's best to diffuse all the cheese dairy that's left onto the, the pizza and even can remain onto the crust. So uh, no problems, no dietary problems will exist from there. Just uh, make sure we're not in the same bed that night because I don't want you to fade away. Oh, and uh, contestant number two, I think you're, you're raising your hand right now. Yes. Hi, Susie. Hi. Um, if I were to pick a uh, pizza topping that would be my favorite, would just be the crust. For Ooh. personal reasons, I can only eat the crust. I, I like the mystery. Uh, contestant number three, I, I see your hand yes. raised over there. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick one... Probably say, <laughs> probably say the, uh, the lactate vanilla flavored chew tablet. Um, just a personal favorite of mine. Oh, I, I see lots of similarities going on in this game, and uh, I like it. All right, my second question for all you lovely bachelors is: um, if you were designing a home, 
would you go for the more <laughs> traditional approach of uh, having four walls, or would you try to spice things up by by breaking into sort of an interdimensional shape mm. that could uh, that could provide for a, a little bit more fun um, rearranging of furniture? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Oh yes, contestant number one, you're. Yeah, hi, uh, me again. I would just say if I was designing a house, I'd I'd, I'd probably I'd probably stay for those, those four walls. You know, that you don't want to be too much of a of a um, a risk taker when it comes to something as as important as a home. And so, um, like, I, I don't want it to, to burn down based on the different shapes of the house. The fire can travel pretty fast. I've seen that backdraft movie, mm. but. Um, I, I would I would definitely stay a little bit a little bit safer with that way, but I'm I'm definitely open to visiting other homes like that and uh, other creative spaces. I'm, I'm definitely up for. It. Oh, well, isn't that a little bit boring? Um, contestant number two, your hands raised. Yeah. Um, for me personally, you know, I've visited a few of these non-standard homes, and and they just don't seem very safe to me. You know, fires. They're pretty dangerous, so I would have to go with just normal, traditional four. It's what I grew up in—a four-walled home. That's what I want my children to grow up in. Yep. Yeah. What? A little bit more eloquently said than contestant number one. Um, contestant number three, your hand is also raised. You see, you see. Normally, uh, I, I find that micro homes are just a little bit too small for a guy like me. I'm a little bit larger. Um, so I typically go for the for the Miller homes, um, but baby, for you, you better believe I'd upgrade that to a Senta home. Also, I've seen the movie Backdraft. Nice. I I see. I see. There's lots of there's lots of chemistry brewing between all of us right now. It's going to be a hard choice. I I think I have one more question to try and narrow down who I want to take home with me tonight. But um, this last question for all you contestants is um, if you had to commit a murder. And I'm talking about something you've premeditated, like you've thought about for a long time. You'd say you kill the person, you're getting ready to get rid of the body. Um, who, who is one person that you trust to help you get rid of that body? Oh yeah, contestant number one, I see you're always eager to raise your hand and get going with the first response. Ah, yep, hi. Uh, I guess this is my, my last time to try and make a a mark on the two of us. Um, if I, if I did, if, let's just say I, I know a lot about the the art of taking a body and disposing of it. So um, I'd probably trust myself to be honest, because you don't want to have any other person like that can like slip up. If you're going to be the one that goes to prison, it should be your own mistake that causes that, and nothing else by any type of other person. You don't want to put the trust and even put in danger your your plan, because you spent a long time thinking about how to kill this person. So. Um, it should be up to you to get rid of it. But, uh, um, yeah, pick me. I guess it's my last time to talk. Oh, all right. Um, contestant number two, your hand's up. Um, yeah, so I, I think I have a good friend uh, named Zach Silverman. I think I would just pin it on him. I would have him bury the body and then just pin it on him. Ooh. I... I I haven't met this this person, but I'm I'm very excited because uh, there's wanted posters all over the city for him. Uh, yeah, uh, bachelor number three. Yeah, so I think you know with with something as high stakes as this, you really don't want to involve um, anyone else. You know, you you want to take full responsibility for for what you've done. You want to be the one that goes to jail. So I think I would have to say contestant number one would be the person that I would trust most. Hmm. I, I I'm a little. I'm a little perplexed by this. You seems the two of you seem very, very intertwined. Um, I guess it's time for me to make my decision. Well, actually, uh, normally in the dating game, I'm the, I'm the, uh, what do they call it? The host. The host. I'm the host of this dating game. Who do you think your, your, uh, your bachelors are? Oh, um, let's see. I think, I think bachelor number one is this. Um, this like really egotistical maniac who's trying to like promote himself by any means possible. He might have tried to grow to grow through the ranks of this collegiate team just for the only way to he- just for another way to hear himself speak, and that's why he seeks out these other type of uh, podcast type shows just to have another outlet for his own insanity and ego. So um, I'm gonna say that's Matthew Shomish. Oh, Lizzie, number Ooh. one, spot on. Oh, nice. Um, let's see. Bachelor, bachelor number two. I'm a little bit, 
a little bit uneasy on this. I don't know if I'm, I'm completely sure who this person is. Um, let's, let's do another a quick question to see, to see if there's something else. Um, contestant number two, if, if you had to, um, if you had to befriend any one mythical creature, what, what creature do you think you'd befriend? Well, I think that's a really, uh, really obvious call, Susie. And I think that the only one true mythical creature is my own ego, because it can't be contained. It's oh. so big, it's mythical. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. I'm going to say that, uh, that contestant number two is uh, Matthew Shomish. Oh! Susie, you've done it. And I'm going to say that contestant number three is Matthew Shomish. <laughs> oh, Susie! Turkey, the hat trick. You got, you, uh, you've guessed all of the bachelors correctly. Now, which which one of these fellows are you going to take home with you tonight? Um, I'm going to take home the host. <laughs> oh, that's me. We did it. So is that bachelor number two or is the host a separate character? I'm actually confused. Oh, host a separate character. Okay. Okay. So. I've had enough time with myself. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. thanks for playing, Susie. Uh, oh, that, was, that was fun. How'd you like the individualized game? I, I liked it because I, I, I knew from the second time what both of you were, but I wanted to test you and see what you'd think about what I would say. How did I do with the, the mythical creature answer? You, you, definitely, you definitely took the time to make it a lot more clear to the guesser. So I, you, I think you should, I mean, we, we kind of met through improv a little bit, so maybe it's not something you should shy away from for the rest of your life because you did a good job. Thank you. All right. Wow, we did it. That's high praise from Matthew Shomich. From one Matthew Shomich to another. Mm-hmm. We're all Matthew Shomich. We keep saying yeah. we're not going to say last names, but we've said like three in this episode. Just bleep it out. No, we're not going to. Yeah, no, we're not. Quick uh, message from our sponsors, I think. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club. That's it. All right. We got a letter this week. Who's it from, man? Ah, this is from Jorge C. from San Antonio. He writes into the the Spill podcast. He says, Hey guys, I've been having a lot of trouble with my dog lately. It's been something that's been bothering me for a while because this is a pet I've grown up with for so long. This is something that I got as a puppy and as I've grown on and and moved on to my life to go to college, this this dog has kind of had to stay at home and everything. Um, I'm kind of wondering, like after like my dog recently passed away, I'm wondering what to actually do with the body and the corpse and all the, the trimmings, if you will, that come, come actually with, with the body of my dog. And I, I was wondering, in your opinion, would it be best to, to taxidermy this young fellow, this young pal of mine, and, and maybe mount him above my bed as more of a good luck charm to try and strike it hot with the ladies? Or should I, should I um, put him into my juicer and see if I, if I can consume what the little of his body is left and maybe let in my let out my inner spirit of the animal and be able to to fly through that way um give me your thoughts um, i'm a big fan big listener big viewer so um yeah thank you jorge c from san antonio okay so jorge here's my first thought thanks for the paper ruffle for us matt um i recently had to put put one of my pets down and throughout his entire life, um, I kept saying that he was going to be taxidermied, but then when he got old, he wasn't cute anymore. He just looked sad. Mm-hmm. So I would say blender option greater than taxidermy option. Yeah. Or, hey, here's, here's my first thought. Um, get some help. Maybe go see a psychiatrist or something, because juicing your dog is not a thought you should ever have. Uh, we appreciate you writing it into us, because that's what we're here for. We're here to, to help you through this dark time, but also... Jorge, man. That's it. Matt, what do you think? I, I, I didn't see this, but he actually wrote more on the back oh, of the letter. Oh, okay. Give, give it to us. They always do. I assume you guys will probably say that I'm going to need some type of psychiatric help for my problems with wanting to puree or blend my pet, but um, unfortunately my family is not of a... Of, of big enough wealth to be able to, to accomplish this. We don't have the money, you see, to actually go to a psychiatrist. But we do have, because my dad is a blender repairman, is lots of blender parts hanging around, and it seems like the most likely uh, like uh, available option to use on my pet. So um, consider that. I would say... That, that, that changes the game a lot for me. Uh, yeah, you should build a therapist out of blender parts. That too. Oh. Now I'm saying... Um, so you've had this dog since it was a puppy... For let's say ten years, and it has been eating dog food for 
10 years, and now all that dog food is inside of his body. So in blending up this dog, you get 10 years worth of sustenance, and that could feed a family of four for two and a half years. Yeah, and, and then maybe, maybe if you don't have to pay for... Time, you, get, you get yourself back on your feet. You yeah, know? or you could, what you could do is actually, you could, uh, after you blended up all that sustenance, you could you could chop it up into other amounts of 10 years of dog food, sell that dog food, and get, then get to money to go see some professional help. Or, third option, have your family, you know, eat the 10 years of dog food, use the money you were spending on food for a therapist. Right. Ah. There's a lot of good options here. They yeah. all involve you eventually getting help after you've already consumed your, your friend. Yeah, so don't give up, Jorge. We're, we're thinking about you. You're definitely going to be in our thoughts through the rest of this podcast. We, we appreciate you taking the busy time out of your day to listen to our podcast historically. Obviously, you already know that we exist, and you know this is a great podcast. You know we're here to help you, so thanks for, for listening, Jorge, in San Antonio, who is real. Yep. All right. Great. Here's a message from our sponsor. You ever get tired? Well, get untired. It's called a bed. Beds, brought to you by Spill. All right, so Matt, our famous, very famous, very favorite segment of the day is called Spill the Day. Spill the Day. What's our Spill the Day, Matt? Astonitrile. Acetonitrile. Acetonitrile. Great job. Great job, Matt. So, acetonitrile. The fun thing about this is if you spill it, it's actually flammable. And the that's that's round one. That's part part one of this of spill. spill. Part two, if you consume it, if it sits on your skin too long and you absorb it, if you get it in your body in any way, it turns into cyanide. Ooh! Yes. Yeah. Don't spill this one, guys. Yeah, unless so, you want to be cyanided. Yeah. Acetonitrile. Not great to spill. Spill level twelve. Clean it up. Not with your bare hands, though. With gloves. Latex. 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 <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. Well. And that's it for today. That's it, guys. Wow. This I'm... has been spill. spill. Brought to you by Spencer. And Mill. Yeah. And, and Matt, I've been here. Thank you guys so much for having me on. As, as I know we've uh, we've been planning this and trying to get something together, so I'm glad it worked out. And yeah, I welcome me back anytime. I'm not gonna say welcome me back, but you are welcome to welcome me back anytime because I'm always available. But I'm, I and understand your choices. You are welcome to fuck off. Wow. All right. Well, first of all, we need to talk about all our ending credit things. Oh, yeah, uh, of course. If you have any questions, you can email us at SpillPodcast. Pod. SpillPod? Spill, no, that SpillPod is our Twitter. Yes. At SpillPod. Our email... SpillPodcast. Is SpillPodcast with the dot at gmail.com. dot il podcast. Yeah, S-P-dot-I-L-L podcast at gmail.com. Check out our Patreon page if you want to help support us if you like what we do. Um, our intro music, we don't know who, we don't know what it is yet, so it was made by someone, and our artwork was made by the beautiful Megan E. Wesner. Thank you. Mm. Yep. And shout out to our sponsors for keeping us going. Yeah. yeah, sponsors, thank you. Thank you. It's never enough, though, so, yeah. Have a, have a spill day. Have a spill day. Have a spill day.